everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Screaming at the Sky, truly unhinged Taylor Swift fan podcast. Especially unhinged today. Oh, we are. Of all days. Extra. The day of our Lord. The day of our Lord. October 21st. Midnight is upon us. It has come down from the sky, and it has left 13 commandments. Like 21? Actually, technically, yes. It changed its mind at 2 Mm a.m., and 13 became... 20, which became 23 if you bought the thing from Target. So yes, disclaimer, we have not heard Hits Different. Correct. That's the only one we haven't heard. We're here to talk about track by track, review of the album, kind of best and worst, high points, low points, overall feeling on the album. Except for the six bonus tracks, we will talk about those next time. Sometimes I feel like a sexy baby. (laughs) We also include a lot of comparisons to other Mm -hmm. eras, other artists. It's a reminiscence, typically a positive, complimentary one. There were definitely some Ariana moments in this album for me. There was some other artist, Lord. Mm-hmm. There was a Billie Eilish moment. With vigilante shit. There's, yeah, there's a couple of different where I'm like, but like I said, I make those comparisons from the most complimentary place because I love those artists. So let's start off with the pledge. As a reminder, I'm Mari. And I'm Annie. And we are Taylor Swift fans. That should be self-explanatory. Actually, excuse me, asterisk fake fans. Fake fans, as we established last time. Yeah. So we are here to talk about the music of Taylor Swift. We are not here to talk about who Taylor Swift has dated or what size pants she wears or her red carpet looks, although she does continuously slay. Slay. She is her own person and deserves privacy and the ability to date who she wants, wear what she wants. And B, and I quote, whoever the fuck she wants. We are here to talk about the music of Taylor Swift, which is immaculate. We also reserve the right to hate some of her songs and scream at each other about it. In solidarity, ladies. Ladies. Let's fucking go. Let's get drunk and dance to Antihero. <laughs> Meet me at midnight. She opens it up with Lavender Haze. Or yes. Purple Haze, as we like to call it. The now. album is just called Midnight. What do you mean? You said no. meet me at midnight. Yeah, it's the first line of Lavender Haze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fake fan. Okay, Lavender Haze. I liked this. I think it'll grow on me. You and I both really liked the get this off my desk. You can tell who produced the track. You can tell who was involved. It feels very hip-hop. It feels very R&B. We're not quite sure where Zoe Kravitz is in the song. Where she is at any point. I liked it. I thought it was, it's not her strongest opening of an album, but it's definitely not her weakest. Our heads were bopping. Yes, we were swaying side to side. It got a little... It didn't build to anything. I think that if I'm remembering what feels like days ago, but was really hours ago, (laughs) I felt like it didn't, there wasn't a big, I'm going to compare a lot of these songs to Cruel Summer. There wasn't that Cruel Summer bridge, ain't that the worst thing you ever heard line. It was just Mm -hmm. kind of consistently a good beat, but it never really built to anything. So I left being a little unsatisfied. Like I felt like that have to get this off my chest. Get it off my desk. I feel like that could have been when she repeats that, I felt like there could have been a moment for her to really ramp it up and she yeah. didn't. Yep. And that's all that. And that's all that's all that. Oh, I do like the um all they keep asking me is if I'm gonna be your bride. The mm-hmm. only kind of girl they see is a one night or a wife. I find it dizzying. They're bringing up my history, but you weren't even listening. I did like that part. Yeah, too. that was a good line. She's got some really good one liners on this album consistently through a whole song there weren't lyrics that struck me through the whole thing but there were definitely catching moments in each song mm-hmm. where you and I are both like <gasps> or where <gasps> we heard the lyrics wrong but we'll get to that what'd you say what'd you say panties <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to maroon I really liked this song 
And as you recall, I had claimed this by title only for reasons I don't know. But I do really like it. I love, again, we're going to make a lot of comparisons. It feels very 1989, clean. Some songs off of Reputation, like Call It What You Want or Dress. The line, and I wake with your memory over me, that's a real fucking legacy to leave. I think this firmly falls in kind of the what could have been slash regret bucket. We um, also really like the line, the rust that grew between telephones. Yes. The lips I used to call home. Also, upon re-listen, really liked the way she, like the syncopation in the line, your roommate's cheap-ass screw-top rosé, that's how. The rhythm of that, I like, very clever. And I will say that overall, through all of this, she's doing the most experimentation I've ever heard her do with the vocal adjustments pitching it up really high throwing in a weird beats throughout i think this is one song and then there's a couple others where she does that so i like maroon it has the potential to become a favorite in the reaction i claimed it immediately but (laughs) others will come later that will knock it off its pedestal yes which leads us to our next anti-hero i said this earlier the one time she's picked a single that i actually like she chose wisely This is the song that, like, Swifties are all claiming right now because we're all like, this is about me, which is what I said probably a hundred times in the live reaction. I think my exact words were, this is like if my disappointed dad and my therapist got together and wrote a song about me. Hi. Hi. It's me. I'm the problem. Um, But that just is a testament to how relatable her lyrics are and how well she captures these kinds of things. Also, it's just a fucking bop. It's... So good. And I said, I don't think I'll get sick of it. No. I think the first time I heard Shake It Off, I knew it had a shelf life. This feels like I'm going to be able to play it a lot and not get sick of it. Everyone's also already talking about sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. (laughs) I hated it at first. Every time I say it, it grows on me as a lyric. Yeah, because it's like her kind of being a troll and being funny. And Um, the music video is fantastic. If you haven't watched the music video, obviously... Yeah, it's real good. Fake fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're a fake fan. It's not us. I stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It that must one... be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Yeah, that line got us. In the same song as Sexy Baby, you have the line, when my depression works the graveyard shift, all the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in a crisis. Hi. <laughs> it's me. I'm spiraling. It's also, again, like the first time she said that out loud. I think she's made vague references to her part in a failed relationship or a friendship or mm-hmm. familiar, like whatever. But this is the first time what really was just the whole thing is I'm the problem. You kind of get an archer. The archer also mm-hmm. has that element of like, yeah, she gets they real. can see right through me. But also she talks about the song as being like her most insecure self-loathing. So some of this like self-talk yeah. is really negative. Less so that she's like, I'm finally admitting that I'm the problem. It's more of like dark voices in her head calling her the problem and like being like, you suck. You're the reason. You're You're the the reason reason it's all falling apart. You're a covert narcissist. Yeah. Disguised as altruism. One day I'll watch as you're leaving and my life will lose all its meaning. Hi. Hi. It's me. So that one was like my favorite right out the gate. What's next? (laughs) you know what's next Mari is the song that wasted my fucking time and you know worse it wasted Lana Del Rey's fucking time it really did why did we drag her out into these streets only to have her whispering she just got her car stolen talk about sweet nothings got nothing the thing that I will say Mm -hmm. because I don't want to Drag on it. She tried to sneak a Christmas song past us. Yeah. Disguised as a pop song. And she threw Lana Del Rey on there as another (laughs) distraction. Victim. And I hate it. I don't like the jingle bells. I don't like the repetition. Mm -hmm. I don't like this one. This is going to be like a skip for me. 
Guys, Thanks. my mom my mom just texted me. So how is the album? My husband just texted me the same thing, but I have my notifications turned off. I'm sorry. Unlike some people. So there are lines in this song that I wanted to like, but I just was listening and listening and we're like a minute and a half in and I'm like, I'm still waiting for this song to start. That's the song with the least reactions from us. Snow on the beach, isn't it fucking wild? That's not the line, but it might as well be. Yeah, and she just is like, weird but fucking beautiful. Like, you couldn't have F-bombed in a more poetic way. And then she never, then Lana never gets to sing. She, like, Taylor really comes on TikTok or whatever and is like, I think Lana's the best pop star. I'm a huge fan. And then just like, doesn't let her sing it off. One of your friends texted this. Because we've had so many people reach out to check up on us today, which is <laughs> sickening. Yep. Their voices blend too well together. We go, is she singing? Big time skip for me. Which is sad because I'm early in my Lana day <clears> and I <throat> wanted to really like whatever this was. Now you're on your own, kid. <laughs> so it's the fifth track. It's supposed to be the punch. Mm-hmm. And right away, I think, oh, it's more poppy than I was anticipating. And then I felt like it was building and building and building to something. And then it just really does sucker punch you. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. So walk me up to a cliff and then <laughs> kick me in the back <laughs> Literally, of Literally. Also, the first verse, talking about yearning, mm-hmm. wanting him to notice you. It's okay. They're best friends. And then she says, I touch my phone as if it's your face. And I was like, oh, fuck. I think the line that I really kills me is, I called a taxi to take me there. I searched the party of better bodies just to learn that my dreams aren't rare. And also, I didn't choose this town. I dream of getting out. There's just one who could make me stay all my days. It's a little tis the damn season. It is. Also, Mm -hmm. I hosted parties and starved my body like I'd be saved by a perfect kiss. It's a very grow. It's like a reflecting on being a teenager and be incredibly heartbreaking I think to look back and be like wow I really did everything wrong started and I was like I'm not gonna be sad and then I was like never mind but I think it ends on a positive note everything you lose is a step you take you're on your own kid you You can can face face this okay so the next one midnight rain this was another one you felt you were gonna like before you heard it I was like typically if a song is short it's because they took a crack at writing it and were like nope this is perfect just like this I'm not sure. This feels like another one that'll grow on me. It feels very reputation-y with the Mm. weird vocal manipulation at the beginning. But I just, I love the line, I broke his heart because he was nice. I I really, really like that. And then obviously the he wanted a bride. I was making my own name. All of me changed like midnight. This is that second verse where normally when she writes, she's the sunshine, perfect, happy, and they're the dark being like, he was the picture, picture perfect. That's what he wanted. And I couldn't give him that yeah he wanted it comfortable I wanted that pain so it's almost like the um that's the way I loved you she missed him screaming and fighting and kissed in the rain yeah yep I remember feeling like these lyrics grabbed me early and kept their clutch I could have taken a little bit more of this I could have done three minutes of this didn't, <laughs> three seconds or so yeah I could give me another second or two. this wasn't a standout for me I'm gonna be completely honest the first anti-hero you're on your own kid maroon lavender haze all hold me a little <laughs> bit tighter in their grasp than midnight rain does at this point okay next is question dot 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 question mark this is the one I was the most worried about I have no questions one doesn't hold me as much I feel like The album, like most albums, has kind of like a slump in the middle and then we come back up on the other side. But this one also has the potential to grow on me. I just typed question dot 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 question mark and it gave me the definition of 
the word question. I Googled it and it gave me a system of the down song that's also called question. I was like, Google, if you don't know what I'm Googling right now, I want my money back. I do like good girl, sad boy, big city, wrong choice. It, this feels very like a fearless style song, but with much more mature songwriting, lyricism. The, can I ask you a question? Did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room? That you, feels very fearless to me for some reason. You were like, that's never happened to me. Thanks a lot, Taylor. I mean, it's such a specific thing. Have I been kissed in a crowded room? Yes. Has anyone clapped? Did anyone give a fuck? No. They didn't laugh. They didn't do anything. They minded their business. As they should. I like that it gets a little bit like desperate. Did you ever leave her house in the middle of the night? Did you wish you could still touch her? And then she just goes, it's just a question. <laughs> like, is it? I just a baby. So it's almost like the ex that you don't even really want to get back together with, but you just have that like kind of attachment yeah. to when you're feeling insecure. Like, you wake up and choose violence, and you're like, I'm yeah. going to text him. It's just a question. Do you ever leave her house in the middle of the night? Just question. Hmm. Do you, do you wish you could touch her right now? Where is she? Don't be weird. It's just a question. I bet she's suitable. That's nice for you. Can I ask you a question? Sounds boring. <laughs> she's got some pick-me energy in this oh, song. Oh, she does. Next is vigilante shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is... Just, it feels reputation, but more dialed back. Mm -hmm. It's not overproduced, like, look what you made me do, or this is why we can't have nice things. Mm -hmm. It's just a good, solid beat underneath it. It's the way she delivers the lines. She's singing really low in her register. It doesn't sound like she smiles at any point in that song. Right, and she doesn't want any of the lyrics to be misconstrued as being about something else. Right. Like, they're very deliberate. Yeah. They I say looks can kill and I might try. It's, it is very reputation. She had the envelope. Where do you think she got it from? Being about Scooter Braun's ex-wife. <laughs> it's just... Like, taking the knife and driving it through. I could hear this being on reputation. Are you ready for it? Someone should yeah. mix vigilante shit and are you ready for it? I also love, I will just say the bridge. Ladies always rise above. Ladies know what people want. Someone sweet and kind and fun. Ladies simply had enough. Mm -hmm. We've had enough. We really have of all the scooters. And all the politicians the dirty, trying dirty to take away our reproductive rights. If you could all just. You could actually fuck right off. I also thought, full honesty, that it was, I dress for women. I don't dress for men. Lately, I've been <laughs> dressing for revenge, which I think also still works. Mm, the gaylers are shook. <laughs> So we love that one, is what we're saying. Yeah. Speaking for of a high point, Bejeweled is next. Oh, we Vibed. love with Bejeweled. Vibe. That needs to be the clip you post to Instagram. It's just every time we went, shimmer. I was really ready to not like Bejeweled. When she first says, they asked me, do you have a man? And I could still say, I don't remember. I was like, tolerate it. Like, you have a guy that taking you for granted, treating you like shit. And you're like, actually... Why don't I just polish up real nice real quick mm -hmm. and show out? Did all the extra credit that then got graded on a curve. I love that line. Putting someone first only works when you're in their top five. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going out tonight. By the way, I'm going out tonight. <laughs> Door slam. Vigilante shit kicks on. Yeah. That's the trend. It should really go bejeweled into vigilante shit. It's an intro. Here's the thing we also need to confess that we could spend a little bit of time talking about. We thought it was familiarity breeds contempt. So fuck me in the basement. I'm like, listen, if you're going out and you're over your man and you're trying to like hook up with the band, fuck me in the basement makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Don't bring me to your bedroom, room closet. I polish up real nice. I really, really like this. It's not too poppy. It's not full blank space or um, you need to calm down. Mm -hmm. uh, what's a girl got to do? 
A diamond's gotta shine. By the way, I'm going out tonight. Shimmer. So Bejeweled was a big hit. All right, unfortunately next is Labyrinth. <laughs> this was the song we had the most trouble understanding, I think. Yeah, we had to circle back on these lyrics. And, and then looking at the lyrics, I think we really liked it. Breathe in, breathe through, breathe deep, breathe out. I'll be getting over you my whole life. This was fine. This felt like Epiphany to me, which is not my favorite folklore song. I did like I'll be getting over you my whole life. There's like a few themes of that where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, it'll it'll feel better later. And then her being like, but it doesn't actually. And I liked the melody of Labyrinth. Like mm -hmm. it does. I think Labyrinth is the one, though, that does that weird like noise when we kept getting startled by it. <laughs> so I remember just kind of being like, I can't really understand the lyrics. It's a lot. And it's not really hitting for me. Speaking of hitting for me, the next is Karma. This might be the one you and I disagree on because I fucking love this song. And it's I a little bit much for me. I didn't think it was too much. I thought it was perfect and petty and so deliberate. And Karma just... is my boyfriend. Yep. Karma is a god. So the part where she says about the cat purring in her lap, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But I love the idea, like her relationship with karma. It's like having a relationship with a pet or a friend or a, you know. And that this other person doesn't have it. Yes, because their relationship with karma is like fear and regret. And like they're the, they're going to be the ones that karma catches up to where she's the one that's waiting for karma. I still like karma. It's just a little silly. This um, one, you got to be going out or you got to yeah. be doing something. By the way, I'm going out. So the Spider Boy line. So again, we misheard the lyrics of My Pennies Made Your Crown, which is obviously about Scooter Brown and is brilliant. But we heard the line, My Panties Made Your Crown. And we were like, what is that one about? <laughs> Wait. I do also want a shirt that says, My, my panties. panties Made Your Crown. <laughs> That's a different, different. And then it's just like a dummy head with panties on it. Just like drooping out the side <laughs> of your head. Um, Flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and Karma vibe like that. I do really like yeah, that line. Yeah, that line's great. And then Karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? Yes. That's like so satisfying. Okay, so the next song is Sweet Nothing. And again, I typed Sweet Nothing lyrics. And it brought me to a Calvin Harris song. Oh. I feel like I'm being punked. <laughs> Trust me, Google. It's not it's the Calvin not Harris that. song. Although, hmm. It's like Lover 2.0, but Lover fits on Lover. This mm -hmm. feels like a swerve. It's way simpler. It's clearly just her and Joe in a room. And it's really sweet. I mean, we were ooing and aahing and cooing in the car when we were listening to it. But I was happy about it. I liked this song. And the voices that implore you should be doing more. To you, I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. I really like that. Who in their goddamn right mind would tell Taylor Swift that she should be doing more? You're not producing enough content. She does the most. She does more than anyone else. Rihanna hasn't put out enough. <laughs> Rihanna is the fucking bomb. But I really just, that, that new album's just never coming. No, it's just never coming. Um, so okay. yes, overall, Sweet Nothing, not quite as, it didn't hit me quite as hard as New Year's Day did the first time I listened to Reputation. Yeah. But it's up there for her sweet love song tracks for me, I think. I don't know that I'll go back to it very often. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so then next is Mastermind. This is my song. I 
love this song. Mm-hmm. Immediately when it comes on, you'll if you watch the reaction video, you'll see. I just sort of immediately I'm like, this is mine. This is mine now. And I'm just like sitting there silent, like just holding still, just waiting for you to smack have you. your moment. I love this song. Oh, the I... dominoes cascaded in a line. What if I told you I'm a mastermind and now you're mine? It was all by design. I'm the wind in our free flowing sails and the liquor in our cocktails checkmate i couldn't lose i think you even said trap your man taylor <laughs> what if i told you i'm a mastermind and now you're mine <laughs> and now you're mine so deal with it it was all my design so yes mastermind is up there at the top for me with maroon anti-hero bejeweled mastermind and then if i had to pick a fifth probably vigilante shit Ultimately, what we settled on, and I saw a review after we finished that I think sums it up. It's like, if you entered into the fandom in Folklore and Evermore, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a jolt. But I think you could sink into it. I think you could get into some of the songs. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the lyricism feels very Folklore and Mm Evermore-y. The music and the production feels like if you took 1989 and Reputation, they had a baby just think it's yeah it's like a grown version I yeah think that it's also like anyway. i thought this was a unique some of the beats felt a little repetitive i could give you that yeah. but if you are setting a tone for an album that's gonna happen but ultimately they were all different enough for me to feel like i wasn't listening to the same thing over and over again yeah um yeah. i'm just looking up the metacritic hmm. what are we rating at? it's still at 88 I out don't of 100 know if, yeah i don't know if any new reviews have dropped um it was really like the lowest score was 90 uh, and then fucking New York Times, which, by the way, they are not qualified. They ranked Folklore as a 60, then this as a 50, and then Lover as 80? So, no. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No. You and your paywall can eat some dicks. <laughs> they said that Midnight's feels like a fuzzy Xerox of old accomplishments. But yeah, there's some reviews that are in the lower or mid, like, 70s. Okay. Um, besides that, but I don't, I've never really heard of these. And also, if you like it, you like it. Don't let critics tell you what's good and what's not good. If you like something, then you like it. As someone with trash taste in movies. <laughs> that <laughs> like gets it, very defensive like when it. people tell me that my movie <laughs> taste is bad. It's, don't yuck my yum. This was yummy. Yeah, I'm maybe not as full as I was <laughs> when we ate folklore yeah. and when we ate Evermore, but I'm satisfied. I'm not worried. I think a couple of these songs are going to come up real high in my favorite Paler songs. You could put this album on and just listen to it straight through. Totally. It doesn't make me feel regret. It doesn't make me wonder no. what could have been. I think that it will be, a, I think that it is a very interesting addition to her catalog. Mm-hmm. I think it slots right in. Yeah. I mean, it feels at home. Yep. Even though it's reminiscent of things, I don't think it's a, quote, fuzzy Xerox. I, I do maybe wish that Jack hadn't been on every track. Mm. I feel like maybe yeah. he could have had a little more dynamic sound mo- moments, mm-hmm. production and synth and stuff. But they love working together, and I love that for them. So, But, like, justice for Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Tune in again next week. We're going out tonight.